Welcome to episode number 170, Out of Sight Studios. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Manny, Goose, and Tom Rudisell. Out of Sight Studios. In this episode, we have special guest Tom Rudisell. We cover topics that range from being an artist, entrepreneurship, freelance, slash commissioned work, tattoos, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jim Rohn and Conrad Hilton. Guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, sir. Tom Rudisell, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know we gave us a shot a little while ago, but the busy schedule didn't dictate us making it. But tonight we're here. But what's important is we're here tonight. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. So for those of us who do not know who you are, what you do, let it rip. Well, basically, I'm a self-taught artist from the borough. Um, I've done artwork my whole life. I pretty much... Grew up as the one of the kids in class, you know, that could draw real good, and I, I knew from an early age that that Did you was draw on the desk? My passion. Oh, no, I was a good boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was always trying to make money, so yeah, if, yeah. if I wasn't making a couple bucks, I probably wasn't going <laughs> to do it. So, uh, no, I actually, uh, I got an airbrush when I was in, like, seventh grade. Wow. And, uh, you know, this was back in the 80s when graffiti and the whole breakdancing scene and everything was... Uh, at its height. So uh, I started at a young age, um, you know, doing people's shirts and hats and pants and this and that. And uh, I guess I always had a little bit of the entrepreneurial uh, way about myself. And I started at, you know, a fairly early age. But like I said, I always was in art from the time I was very young. And it's something that I knew I wanted to, you know, do one way or another. Yeah. Um, Obviously, when you're a little kid, you don't really know quite what you want to do with it. I mean, sure. I thought I wanted to be an architect because the father on the Brady Bunch yeah, yeah. was an architect. You know, <laughs> he had a cool room classic. with like the yeah. desk and all that. And that was really the only artistic job that I really knew like of, you know, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. really little. Um, but then, That's you know, awesome. other things kind of come around and you start to see what's what. And then I wanted to really uh, get into special effects actually because I like Star Wars and all those types of movies, you know, nice. back in the day. And... Um, I thought that was real interesting, making all the the models and the special effects and, you know, different things like that. But I think way back then, I mean, there wasn't really that many um, avenues to do that. It was more like you had to go, almost go to California where they made the movies and stuff, I think, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, as I got a little older into high school and everything like that, I didn't think that was really so much uh, of a reality, you know what I mean, for myself. Um but yeah, I've I've always been into art one way or another, whether working for myself or someone else um, from the time I was a senior in high school. Uh, and then, like I said, prior to that, you know, I was always doing the shirts and had everybody geared up at school with all my stuff, you know, I like rocking it. the airbrush gear. So awesome. uh, yeah, it was cool. By any chance, were you influenced by Bob Ross? Uh, Bob Ross. Well, Happy uh, <laughs> Bob Ross had that calm, soothing voice, yes. uh, which Kinda was like always yours. Uh, fun. 
Um, tree of year but uh, yeah, there was actually, um, I think he was a German, an older German painter. Uh, I don't think a lot of people remember him, but he was very similar, painted the same types of landscapes and stuff. I actually kind of remember him a little bit more oh, from wow, like okay. the 70s and stuff. And then uh, Bob Ross kind of, you know, took over and became a little more famous, I think, just, you know, throughout culture in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I found out something a couple of years ago, actually, that he was in the military yes. or something. Yeah. And uh, it's like you can't, uh, can't really picture him, right? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, maybe giving orders or even just being <laughs> yeah, like, right. whatever. Right. Like, Yo, what get the on the fro? plane. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, what I found myself, so I want to explain a little bit of, uh, you know, the kinds of artwork you started like messing around with because um, obviously that's a different type. The, you know, the oil painting is one aspect of, you know, the, or your artistic ability. Graffiti is another. Um, did you ever get into like the cartoon work or any of that? That was one thing. I f- there was a show because we're talking about shows. I forget what the show was called, but this dude would show you how to draw cartoons and not that I was a good artist, it was just fascinating to watch. Yeah, uh, I remember from the time I was in grade school, um, definitely before I even started airbrushing or anything like that, uh, we would make, um, you know, like uh, little comic books and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because back in the, the 70s into the early 80s and whatnot, uh, Man Magazine was real popular. Mm-hmm. And there was another one called, uh, I think it was Crazy or Cracked or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they had so many different cool kind of um, different artists were doing, you know, a couple pages or something. Then there'd be a featured page with another artist. It'd be some kind of cool thing where you would like bend the pages and it would make like a different picture out of another picture. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. Just, like all kind of cool stuff. So, uh, you know, back then, obviously, there wasn't the type of. Um, you know, there was no internet, certainly, right? And there wasn't sure. that much even going on as far as TV's concerned or different ways for you to view things or art for that matter, what have you. So comic mm-hmm. books were like really, you know, a, a young aspiring artist yeah. main source of, you know, artwork to tell Absolutely. you the truth. So, uh, yeah, we used to always make our own little books and, and, and doodle things up. And then you do the little uh, stick figure and you flip the page and you'd kind of move and oh, make yeah, your it's own like, animation and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, for sure, I pretty much, I think I did just about, you know, everything, everything yeah. you would be doing. You Do know? you still have any of that stuff? <clears throat> uh, or any, well, any, my, any piece of artwork from like when you were younger or well, like early days? Well, m- my wife does think I'm a little bit of a hoarder, so, yeah. um, <laughs> sorry, or, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of stuff from when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, neatly tucked away, of course, not just, course. you know, on display everywhere, but, uh. It was fun sometimes to look at, and now that I have children myself, you know, show them every once in a while, like, this was dad's, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And the fact that uh, I have a couple things, like, at my uh, tattoo shop and everything, I get to kind of put my little knickknacks out. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that, and not leave them in the Tupperware container all alone <laughs> in the garage, you know what I'm saying? They're Absolutely. on display for the world to enjoy, so. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I wish I had more. I mean, sure. I wish I had all my Star Wars stuff in boxes still. Right. But, you know, right. I don't know many kids that left them in boxes. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there goes probably thousands of dollars out the window that I decapitated <laughs> sure. Princess Leia and stuff when I was a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Do you remember your first uh, commission job? <sighs> no, nah, I mean because it would probably be the shirts. And, you know, like I said, when I started airbrushing, yeah. you know, at an early age. Um, I started, you know, getting paid and, yeah. and everything. And that was my way to, you know, obviously make a couple bucks on the side and be able to save up and, you know, buy a pair of Jordans or something like right, that. Right, you know? right, right, right. And everything like that. But uh, no, I, I would have no idea to tell you the truth. I do remember back in, uh, I went to I went to Catholic school to eighth grade. 
and we used to have uh it was called blue and gold day night whatever it was like the competition you know between yeah, the, the, the spirit the, night the or whatever yes yeah. so um <clears throat> again this was from like a pretty pretty young age the the school only went up to eighth grade so we were all you know relatively young even what we considered to be like the seniors in the school sure. were young but uh everybody would make like some sort of poster or what have you you know to hang and the one side would be all the blue team the one side would be all the gold team and there was a couple times that i made some pretty pretty decent posters yeah. for you know a kid that was fourth fifth sixth grade whatever right, right, right. and uh more than once my poster was unfortunately stolen at the end of the night oh, man. so <laughs> Uh, there's a couple designs, one specifically of Gene Simmons with a huge glittered tongue, uh, <laughs> that might be on a milk carton somewhere that I'm still looking for that. So whoever stole that poster from me in grade school, <laughs> I need that. you know, if you still have it, it might be worth uh, a couple dollars, but, uh, right yeah, my back. poor Gene Simmons got jacked. Wow. Uh, but that was an ultimate wish. compliment. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, to tell you the truth. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, all right, so so fast forward. H how does one go from the fascination of artwork, understanding like, all right, I got a, I got a gift here. This is definitely something I want to you know pursue. Um, to then having multiple pieces throughout you know the town you grew up in. I mean, how does that even happen? Or you know, what does that feel like? Because it's just cool. Well, it, obviously, it's it's you know every time I I get to do something whether now I'm primarily you know tattooing I still do the murals uh on occasion if it's you know a cool job and the schedule can uh you know dictate that I do so and whatnot but you know every time I get a job I'm obviously very thankful I mean art is one of those types of things that uh it's certainly not a need for anyone you sure. know whatever it is uh so when you get to do something it's it's one it's a compliment that they're wanting you specifically to do whatever it is for for them uh and it's just it's a joy to be able to do something obviously that you enjoy uh right so uh, ever since i was young um i knew that that's where my my passion was and i was just stubborn enough that i wanted to pursue it no matter what you know yeah, it yeah. took or whatever and um different situations in my uh home life uh led to me not going to college mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, it was a decision that I made myself, mm -hmm. um, you know, not to get too into it, but my mother was a little sick around that time and I was an only child and stuff. So I didn't want to go too far away, although I was accepted at a lot of schools and, and places as far as California, Florida and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And then I got accepted at university of arts in Philadelphia downtown. Mm. Um, and it's kind of funny. I remember laughing with my mom, we went down, I had orientation and, and everything. And you know, this is back in 1990. So, um, what artists kind of looked like back then were, um, the girl in Beetlejuice, which yeah. was like oh, head right. to toe in black with like black nail polish, like kind of uh, if anybody knows the group, the Cure, <laughs> right? Like uh, mm. black hair, black eyeliner, black like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah it was yeah. the beginning of kind of like goth and like all yeah. that stuff. And here I am, like you know, eighteen years old from Bristol, grew up with all nationalities, what yeah. have you, played you know sports and everything, and uh, 
you know, grew up break dancing <laughs> and all this kind of jazz. Right. And I'm in there and I'm like looking at my mom, like, who the heck? Am I going to be friends with like at the school? It was like yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, like yeah, no yeah. one looked like that at yeah. all in Bristol, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, goodness gracious! Like I stick out like a sore thumb. First of all, yeah, you know, yeah here yeah. I am. I probably still got like my nameplate belt on. And, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know and everybody yeah. else is like all depressed and like black nail polish and stuff. And I'm like, oh goodness. Um, so again, due to circumstances and stuff, you know, I um I, I didn't end up going. And when you're young, you know, you think that uh. Oh, a couple months, a year, two, even whatever. You could always go back and, you know, nothing's going to change. But sure. then, you know, you start living your life. You start getting some bills, maybe. You start working. Uh, and I was lucky enough, I, I started working at a sign uh, shop in Ben Salem uh, my senior year of high school yeah. after basketball was over. And um, I just decided to do that because it was kind of up my alley, you yeah. know. And uh, I ended up getting some good experience there. But it was not really the type of artwork that I ultimately wanted to do, you right. know, it wasn't really painting or anything like that. It was kind of just the vinyl lettering and all that jazz when that yeah. was kind of coming out. And it was cool cause I was young, you yeah. know, it was a job and, and it was still again in my field, you know, but, uh, caught up to me after a while yeah. and I wanted more. So then I, uh, kind of quit without a plan right, <laughs> and, right. uh, I got lucky. I stumbled onto, um, the old restaurant Kahunaville, which used to be in the Oxford Valley Mall, That's right. and uh, it was pretty cool. So I, uh, I got kind of lucky. I met the owner and told him that I had experience doing different things and and whatnot. And um, they had already hired a company from Florida to do all the fancy, you know, painting and and things like that. But he must have seen something in me and felt like you know I'll give this young guy a chance. But I was 25, so I wasn't really that young. Sure. Um, but he called me up the next day. I went in and started helping. You know, it was enough to get my foot in the door. Yeah. I did whatever they needed me to do, you know. And then before you know it, I was on the road, you know, building the new restaurants. And by the time it was done, I basically had a crew of carpenters, you know, underneath me that I was managing, showing them how to do stuff. And a lot yeah. of the restaurants were built on my sketches and, wow. you know, all kind of stuff like that. So I learned a lot just even about construction and you know, different things like that, how to get up super early and yeah. work all day and <laughs> yeah. all night yeah. and do it seven days a week for like three months straight. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a really good time. I mean, I, I was fortunate I got out, you know, I was allowed to travel uh, a lot with that job. Yeah. And, um, you know, then something in me still wanted more, you know, and I feel like a lot of times when you're an artist, you always want a different challenge or you just want to change or just could be your personality in general anyway to just, you know, not get kind of stagnant with yeah. anything, you know? So, um, Upton did the same thing again, kind of quit without a plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but luckily I had made enough contacts with that, um, that I was able to start painting the murals and everything on my own. Nice. And I did real well with it for a while. Um, I did that for, you know, a, a decent number of years. Same thing. I traveled, you know, yeah. for a decent bit of time um, painting and whatnot. And then people started to know me more and more. I mean, I was always kind of known around yeah. town as being an artist and everything. But um, then I got lucky to Barrow, you know, asked me to do a few things and this and that. And obviously one is right across from our lovely Miguel's Barbershop here that so is in the background a of a lane. lot of pictures. That <laughs> Bristol's lane, Mark. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Almost got hit by a couple cars was while I was bet. doing it because they were distracted and people were yeah, waving yeah. at me and all that, which was kind of nice. But, you know, then I got the old uh, window 
came down on a car. I'm up on the scaffold with paint in my hand and a brush. And a gentleman says, excuse me, are you painting that? Uh, so I said, yeah, I'm holding the paintbrush for the guy that's painting it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I'm painting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it's cool. A lot of times yeah. when you're working in the public like that, people are just fascinated to watch you. Yeah. You know, and they just yeah. kind of want to talk to you and stuff. But that, yeah. w- that was a good one. That was, that yeah. was one of the funnier ones. That, uh, <laughs> so for those of you who can't or don't know, have, have not yet been in uh, Bristol Borough, it's a huge mural beside against a wall. It used to be a, a Coca-Cola mural prior to uh, Tom's painting. And I guess it's just, it was like a, this rejuvenation of... Uh, a bristle that came into the small businesses and I guess this was a little project that they wanted to undertake and I think made it much better than what it was um, it's pretty cool and where we're located 105 Market Street if you look across is we can clearly see this yeah it's it's definitely like all it's of classic. our pictures and you see yeah. it in the background absolutely um, how, how do you go to something that big right is that totally different than when you're going from a little 8 by 10 paper or a canvas painting to now you're painting brick you know what I mean like a mural and brick is that like a totally different thing or you're already kind of used to different textures yeah for sure uh well obviously working outdoor is uh, certainly a little different than working you know um inside whether it's a mural or not um obviously it's different than working on paper or a canvas right but yeah um scale sometimes does you know change things up a little bit for you there's certainly a little bit more planning yeah. Uh, that goes into it, to tell you the truth. And, um, you know, that, that one that we're talking about specifically is manageable. It's not, like, so crazy big. But, you know, you see some of the ones down in the city and everything. I mean, yeah. a whole side of a building. Yeah. It's, like, crazy planning and, like, just yeah. laying it out ahead of time is actually the hardest part. Yeah. The painting of it certainly requires, you know, skill and you have to nail it. But yeah. getting it laid out and all that is almost just as much, if not more, you know, work and the proportions and it can get away from you. Some people, you know, don't really like working up in size. It's just, they just totally lose it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually prefer to be honest with you. I feel like I have more room to work and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and able to get the details in there and everything like that. I see these pictures or where, you know, whatever really people, uh, and again, whatever the medium is, but working like really tiny almost like you know you need like look at it under a microscope you know yeah and i have no idea how like you know that's like this little paintbrush like this all these little details and stuff so that's crazy yeah that would make my head explode to be honest so so. for me i would what would drive me like would drive my anxiety through roof would be like the weather like were you looking at the weather is it gonna rain today is it gonna you know, is it windy? When did you do that? Like, yes, which I did was. You do that? I did it in the spring, and yeah. of course, it rained. You know, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. bit at a time. Uh, luckily, because the way the building is, uh, the wind wasn't really blowing the rain on okay. me. I was kind of shielded, to be honest with you, most of the time. But then it got to a point, you know, once or twice where I had to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, of course, it plays a factor. You can't really paint when it's too too cold, and then sometimes it can be so, so super hot too. The um, I was doing one outside. It was in July, and it was you know over literally like 100 much. degrees, and the, <laughs> yeah. the paint was literally dried on a brush by the time I dipped it. Oh my god! And like went to the wall almost. That's so yeah, so it was like uh, chalk by the time I was like dragging it onto the wall. So, so yeah, either extreme is not fantastic. You know what I mean? Plus, so, us artists are very like you know everything's got to be perfect. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, the conditions got to be mm-hmm. just right. Absolutely. For the creative process. So, so <laughs> is that something you talk to, you know, whoever is... Myself? Yeah. Well, no, like... when, it, when I it talk to myself to, sometimes. When oh, I'm we painting. have to. Oh, um, when it comes to, like, time frame, 
like how do you judge things like that and and is it something that is motivates you and pushes you when you have like a you know a, you know a week to do this or two months to do this whatever it is is that something that pushes you or is it kind of like restricts you uh or depends well, uh, only in some cases will you get a true deadline like this has to be done yeah, by yeah. this time uh and in that case then you're either just going to have to work around the clock or maybe cater to design you know so it's not so insanely detailed and crazy yeah. um but no I, I feel like uh you know once you get going you kind of get in that quote-unquote zone where yeah. like time just flies and you're just doing your thing you yeah. know and uh yeah, I, I actually, in, I really enjoy that part of it. You know, I could I could stand in front of like the same wall for two or three weeks straight painting this, you know, huge, crazy picture. So, so what's explain, being my glory, you know? Explain a little bit what's going on in your mind. Is it like the end, like the, like what you want it to look like? Or is it while you're thinking, are you thinking like, because there's some times where I'm caught up and by no means am I comparing your, your work to what I do. But I'll be in the middle of something that I need, like, even if I'm typing up a paper and then thinking about, oh, my God, I got to pick up the kids at X, Y, and Z. Do you get kind of, like, lost in that sense, or you just kind of really stay focused on what this is supposed to be? Well, obviously, if it's something as important as picking up the kids, then sure. you better remember that, right, <laughs> yeah. and not get too zoned out in your creative endeavors. Right. Um, but, no, for the most part, uh, you know, when I'm designing something or whatever, you know, um, I kind of have to picture the finished product, you know, in my mind, yeah. uh, right, right off the bat. But then once you start preparing to actually do the project, uh, and it's the same with even tattooing now, you know, um, it's almost kind of like a big puzzle where, you know, one step leads to another step to another step. And before you know it, the layers kind of start nice. coming together yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and everything like that, uh, which is, that's the one thing that's interesting sometimes when you're working in front of in the public view right uh like with a mural um you know you'll get the questions too where it was literally like the second day in and it was just a plain beige face with like bright red lips and like no eyeballs and stuff yeah, yeah. and they're like are you is that finished I'm yeah, like, whoa you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. i hope not it's gonna yeah. scare everybody you know? <laughs> um, so sometimes the process yeah like you know it's it's hard obviously for just you know, most just people who don't do art themselves to sure. really see where you're going with it uh, until it's all said and done. But no, I, I can obviously, you know, pretty much visualize the, the finished product and then I just break it down in my head like the steps that I need to take to, to get from there. A to B to C to D to E, F and all that. Yeah. Jazz, so. I like it. Awesome. Yeah, man. Paint by numbers uh, or letters in your case. <laughs> um, all right. So, so we're, we're titling this Out of Sight Studios. Uh, that is the name of your, your, your tattoo business. Is this, um, can, can you explain how you got into then that transition or you transitioned to tattooing or is it something you always did and how you took it to that next level uh, as, a, as a small business? Well, first of all, out of sight, you could tell I was born in the 70s. I feel like that's kind of like, sure. a, like <laughs> something like a, a saying right. from back then. Um, yeah, I, uh, I used to do drawings for people to get tattooed um, because I didn't do it, you know, uh, a few years back and um you know every time i would give someone a drawing they would be like oh man i wish you could just do it yourself type of thing you know and okay, like, okay i don't know like i don't know how to do it really like yeah, i yeah. never really was around anybody doing it or whatever i was so caught up in the murals and painting and traveling and this and that um and stuff so one time i i went down to the city it was probably one of the very first conventions <clears throat> that they ever had 
and you know I, tattooing wasn't quite as popular back then as sure. this was in the 90s you know so um i'm talking like dennis rodman maybe had like one tattoo at this time right, you know right, it right, wasn't right. really nothing yeah. no athletes had it. i mean it was really just getting started uh, as far as mainstream so uh there wasn't that many shops really there were you know shops that had been around probably for a long time it was the old you know crew yeah. um the old school tattooers and stuff which obviously you know paved the way for everyone um but you know, they told me about the three-year apprenticeship and then, you know, you got to do this and that and this and that. And at that time, I was just a little too busy to, I didn't have three years to just, you know, go to someone's shop at that sure. point in my life. Uh, so I figured, oh, this is impossible, you know, to get into. So yeah. I just stayed doing my thing and then I, occasionally I would do drawings for people. Then it started getting super popular. You know, all the shows start coming on TV, yeah. this and that. And then I started kind of thinking to myself, well, geez, you know, I don't know, maybe I might be able to do that. Like, yeah. you know, I could do pretty much all these other types of things in art. And, and that's the one thing with me. I've always been kind of stubborn and I'm self-taught with everything where I feel like if I just kind of start messing with it, I'll figure it out yeah, and yeah, be yeah. able to learn and teach myself and have some success eventually, yeah. which knock on wood, luckily I have been, you know, up to this point, whatever the medium is that I've decided to, you know, try to mess with. Um, so I was talking to my wife who at that time was just, you know, my girlfriend and she did me a solid and surprised me for Christmas and bought me, you know, a little starter kit of oh, nice. machine and ink and, and all that jazz. Uh, so, you know, I have this machine now and I'm like, all right, I guess there's no, there's no excuses, you right? know? Um, so I, I had one buddy who had a shop in Philly and I kind of picked his brain just a little bit to kind of get some of the basics and, yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, and then I started practicing <laughs> on fruit a couple times. <laughs> and then uh, luckily, I have, Your a, lot pet of, lizard. No, have a lot of crazy friends in Bristol nice. <laughs> who uh, trusted me and knew me, you know, as already being an artist. So I do have to say thank you so much to everyone, 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 everyone who you know, really did let me practice on them yeah. uh, in the beginning. And, you know, I only did it sporadically because I still was painting at that time. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I was doing like every day religiously either. It was kind of here and there, here and there. And uh, I didn't really know what was what still, to be honest with you. Sure. I mean, technology has come so far since then. Like yeah. now, you know, I have a couple, I had an apprentice at my shop. We just got another girl there. Uh, who's starting off and even with that just the equipment and different things that in the last like 10 12 years yeah. um you know are so different and to tell you the truth the apprenticeship really probably is the right way to do it um i just you know was a little older i knew i was going to be serious about it so i got lucky i was able to do it and and now obviously i have a successful shop and things like that um but anyone who does want to get into it just because the equipment is readily available online to anyone nowadays like years ago there was only a few places that really sold supplies yeah and i know a few of them wouldn't even send them to like a residential address like it had to be shipped to like a shop and that kind of ensured that like a lot of people weren't just doing them right, um, right, right. and it's something that you know a, a lot of people just think or they'd like tattoos or they think they could draw a little bit whatever you know they start doing it and yeah. it really is not that easy to tell yeah. you the truth like you could really jack some some yeah. stuff up there and um not to mention the the health of your client and 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 those other things uh 
um, can potentially, you know, be disastrous. So yeah. uh, do the apprenticeship. It really is the right thing to do. If anyone's out, out there listening that wants to be a tattoo artist, learn from somebody who knows what they're doing, do it properly uh, and everything like that. So that would be my one little tidbit of advice, even though I didn't follow it myself. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> no, for sure. How does one go from, you know, tattooing, you know, uh, you know, friends and family to taking it serious to a point where you open up a business? So, how, what was that leap like? Um, well, it's like anything else when you, when you try to, uh, open any sort of business, uh, it's scary, you know, yeah. you don't know if you're going to get the, the clientele to, subs, you know, to sustain the business. Um, you just got to dive in, you know, but you have to also be confident in whatever it is that you're doing, the, the mm-hmm. product either that you're selling, the service you're offering, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to be at least to a point where you know that your service is worth, uh, you know, opening to the public yeah. and, and everything like that. So I, I wouldn't have done anything until I was comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, um, that I felt what, what I was doing was, was worth, you know, someone coming into an, a, an actual business and paying for. But, yeah, it's scary, you know. Um, yeah. It's good and bad. Obviously, you know, when you're your own um, boss, you have flexibility in your schedule, which yeah. is super nice. I have, you know, three little ones yeah. who uh, – I haven't said hello to you yet, but I want to send a shout out to Vinny, Gavin, and Eviana, my three Absolutely. lovely children. And I already mentioned my wife, Erica, who, again, got me kind of started with the Christmas present. That's cool. Uh, awesome. With I my tattoo machine. Cool. So, um, but yeah, I uh, just uh, jumped in and, you know, you let it roll, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. You have flexibility with your schedule and you could work late hours or book yourself till you're blue in the face if you have to yeah. or if you need mm-hmm. to but then you can also hopefully take a day here or a day there you know for your, yourself or your family or if an emergency comes up it's not quite as bad as like you know always have right. to bring a doctor's note into an employer <laughs> right. yeah, or yeah. something like that so yeah. uh yeah there's a lot of good things but you know obviously all the bills come with your name on them right so sure sure uh, you know but it's it's the the good outweighs the bad for sure, and I'm sure Miguel feels the same way. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. so, so one of the things we always bring up or ask uh, when we have business owners is, now this is your business. Um, you get to a point where you yourself, you're like, you know, I, I don't know when it happened for you, but um, I could either use help or we, we have two two available stations where we could have two more artists in here or an apprentice, whatever. When you get to that point. Um, what we talked about with previous business owners was this is a really tough point in their path, I guess, uh, because now it's almost like you're hiring someone who's also carrying your name. It's the out of sight studios artist now, and it's, you got to be super selective. Um, how did that process work for you? Well, first of all, I don't know how people who own like a a big corporation. I mean, I know there's several, several. (laughs) different layers of management and, and different things like that. But I have no idea how you like right. have even over 30, 40, 50 people, let alone like thousands of people, right, like, right, you know, right. employed by you. It's like totally insane. Um, I don't know. You just have to, you have to, same thing. You have to obviously you have to take a chance with people. Yeah. Um, you try to get a good read on those people. Um, you know, I've had a couple people come through male and female who haven't worked out, you know, um, whether it be, 
our personalities. I mean, I have to get a good vibe off of a person. Um, you know, we're in the same space with each other for X yeah, amount of hours. Sure. Uh, that definitely has to jive um, in our business. You know, again, people are paying us to do a service for them, but you know, we're we're basically torturing them for a couple of hours, right? Right. right. Um, so you got to be somewhat uh, talkative, friendly. You want to put the person at ease. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gotten a pretty good reputation, you know, as such. Um, you know, we like to make everybody, you know, feel comfortable. We do a lot of different ages from young, you know, girls that actually, you know, their parents are coming in and signing for them at 16, getting their first tattoo to yeah. some women who are in their 60s or even 70s and they're coming in with their daughter and granddaughter and they're all doing something together, wow. which is super cool, you know? Definitely. So, um, we do a little bit of everything for everyone, but as far as the employees concerned, I mean, you know, with art, you can usually see some sort of portfolio. So you have Absolutely. at least that to judge. It's not like you're just kind of, you know, hiring someone without no knowledge whatsoever of what they're doing. But um, yeah, you have to roll the dice, you know, hope that you get a good vibe from them and then uh, keep your fingers crossed that it works out. And when it does, it's nice, you know, mm-hmm. you have uh, people that you can count on. You have people that you can grow your business with. Um, but yeah, certainly, yeah, everything that comes out again, whether it's a haircut from Miguel's or obviously the tattoo, uh, with my business, um, yeah, whoever does it, it still has out of sight studios attached to it. Absolutely. So, you know, um, you just got to hope that they're treating the client as well as you would and, uh, everything like that. So, but yeah, it's good. Sometimes. You know, it's nice to have a smaller business because it's more like a family, you know, Absolutely. and uh, at this stage, I'm kind of picky about, you know, who we're having. My space isn't that big either. So that kind of, you know, would keep me from, you know, sure. having like 20 artists in, in, in the shop. But um, yeah, it's good. We we had a girl who started as an apprentice three years ago, you know, from scratch and she's worked out unbelievably. Yeah. You know, she caught on really fast and uh, we got her going as fast as possible and taught her, you know, and then, uh, let her go. So she's been awesome. And then we just started another girl recently who's super, super talented. Um, her artwork is unbelievable and, um, she's going to start practicing on live skin pretty soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing her grow because the art that she's currently doing is really, really like awesome. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, I've hit a home run with, with those two and then i have uh, you know another guy with me who's been there for a few years um which is awesome too so uh yeah it's, so, so it's how does that, how does that work so someone who's first getting started um do they have to bring in their own their own folks to you know get started on like for example five star i'm like i'll tell my two brothers like dude let me at least tattoo your thighs or something <laughs> something that yeah, no one's sure. gonna see you uh, uh the bottom of your foot yeah yeah you have to uh get your own guinea pigs yeah and um you know obviously we have a release form that everyone fills out prior to getting their tattoo so um that would go without saying but then we actually have something else that there's signs saying you know they realize that this person is just getting started they're practicing you know if the tattoo is not super pristine 
um, you know, we would either touch it up at some point or, you know, not that no, you're necessarily taking your life in your own hands, but sure. you know, it may yeah, not be sense. like the most amazing thing sure, you've absolutely. ever seen in your life. Yeah. And I know even with myself, that's why I said thank you so much to everyone who let me practice, you know, uh, years back. Um, no one's work ultimately looks like it did when they first started. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, M Miguel was using the bowl. Right with the that, scissors that, and stuff uh, at first, Jim was and all that, you know. So <laughs> should have seen that. Should have seen that first haircut. So I mean, you know, it's like anything else. Whatever trade it is, or what have you, the, yeah. the more you do it, the more consistently you do it, the better you become. Granted, you have to have some skill. Sure, that doesn't yeah. mean just anybody can come. You know. Absolutely. So, um, but if you have some skill, you're dedicated to it, and uh, you're passionate about what you're doing. If you do it enough and you're serious about it, then for sure, you know, before too long, it's going to start really looking, you know, like something and then off you go. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. So, so how do you go from your first location to, uh, your second location? Explain where it's at, uh, because we actually had, uh, Antoine Lovelace on our, our, our podcast in January, I believe of this year. Um, and, and one of the spot locations was, um, him showing showing us you know the spot i don't even think it even got started just yet it was at the beginning of this year because i feel like yeah, it wasn't just open or something yeah. or it was already open and i get and no one was there i forget yeah what we might have been in between artists or just you know yeah. a little transitional um stage over there uh it's been it's been good but it's been interesting because yeah. it's it's hard obviously for anyone to be in two places at once. So Absolutely. I feel like sometimes it could get away from you a little bit if you're not physically there like yeah. the whole time uh, and everything like that. But it was something that, that Tuan and I had uh, talked about actually even before he opened his uh, barbershop, the the original one. Yeah, uh, We were looking for a space just because we thought the idea was kind of cool that the two would maybe go together. You Absolutely. Yeah. And again, obviously, you know, you're not getting a tattoo right next to someone getting their hair cut. It's, right. it's in a separate room a totally with a door room. on it. Um, so uh, we got close on one property. And then uh, for whatever reason, I really can't remember, you know, things fell through. And Tuan ended up finding the other space. And it just wasn't really suitable for both of us to do our thing. Sure. And uh, it was probably for the best because we were able to both go our own separate way and establish our businesses, you know what I mean, on our own. And then eventually he stumbled onto this current location and it's basically like a big old house. So there's like several different rooms in it and yeah. things like that. And we talked about it again and we figured, you know, let's give it a shot and see what happens. Um, so yeah, we have a second little spot inside of uh, Laced in Humeville. Absolutely. Um, all right, so switching gears up a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your clients. Is there anything that you just do not do so if someone comes up to you and you know wants to get something either religious that's outrageous against your beliefs uh something political that's like crazy on their forehead or just is there like a location you will never do is there certain things you will never do or is it yeah well as far as the clients go the clients are awesome uh yeah. three out of the four gentlemen sitting here with me right now absolutely have been in my chair we have been christened uh, on a few occasions, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I would say there's the few most obvious things that maybe you wouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's your body. It's the way you want to express yourself. 
Uh, I myself did not have my face or anything tattooed, um, which is actually, to tell you the truth, a little bit rare for a tattoo artist. Right, right. Not yeah. to be covered from head to toe. Um, my wife likes my face yes. the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, uh, it's it's kind of whatever floats your boat, to be honest with you, as far as uh, the location and stuff. There would just maybe be a few taboo, you know, things that maybe yeah, no, no, you no, wouldn't no. want to associate it with with absolutely. my shop and stuff like that. So is there is there is there someone, or is there a clientele, and I'm sure this has happened, but just for entertainment value, that come in with an idea that you don't think is quite yet best developed let's just say and you kind of try to gear them towards something maybe better at a better location or like that's not gonna look good or look right on an elbow for example versus you might want to get that on your forearm instead because of what you want yeah can i lie and say everyone's idea is amazing (laughs) yeah sure uh (laughs) no um yeah of course i mean as as the artist you know you ultimately got to give the client you know what they want but sometimes the client to be honest, doesn't really know maybe what they want totally. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's a kind of back and forth where the client has to have trust in the artist and, you know, you have to go through things with them in a way where they don't feel like you're trying to super alter their design or change their mind completely. So, you know... But do you like that when they when they want to collaborate with you, or is it something you want somebody to come in there knowing exactly what they want, um, or no, at least with an open mind? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, it's better for them to have a little smidge of an idea because sometimes, literally, people will come and go, "Oh man, just do whatever you want, like just do anything." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, oh, all right, like I mean, <laughs> yeah. my anything might not be your anything, like <laughs> right. the way I'm feeling today. So <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. um. You know, so that's a little scary. It's yeah. cool because someone just is literally trusting you to just do some crazy art, whatever yeah. you feel like doing. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, you know, do that to to someone. Um, not that I would do something outrageous anyway. But sure. I like to have at least, you know, do what? Do, what do you like? Do you like puppies? Do you like? Yeah. yeah I mean, tell yeah. me something. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, tell me something. Do you <laughs> right. like broccoli? What is it, dude? You know right. what I mean? Um, and then we'll go from there. But <clears throat> the one thing is a little frustrating nowadays. And I guess it's it's the only way for someone to really to like um, get their idea across to you is that people come in with pictures of existing tattoos that they find online. Yeah. Sometimes hundreds <laughs> and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get so, all these hundreds of tattoos and put it together into mm-hmm. one. Well, that's one thing. But the other thing is like they literally want that tattoo. Oh, you I, know, see, so I see, I see. Any, any artist that has any respect you know, for themselves or the client or even the other artist that originally did that tattoo sure. is not just going to copy that tattoo. Right. So it's okay because it gives me a little bit of an idea what you're kind of like at yeah. least, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you have to sometimes um, the client doesn't really want to budge too much. <laughs> yeah. like, I want this tattoo. Right, like, right, right. But you have to get them to kind of back off a smidge and, and tell them like, look, let me just redraw it. It's going to be very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me just redraw it do you really want the exact same thing that someone else has? Right. Exactly. And if someone really stops and thinks about it for a minute, the answer is usually no, you know? Yeah. Um, but I enjoy when someone just comes in and has a little bit of an idea. 
yeah. no picture, no nothing, yeah. you know, and then we could just kind of wing it. And then I get the crazies that come in and say, get the Sharpie out and let's just start doodling right on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And let's do it that way, which is fun too. It kind of gets the juices flowing, yeah. you know, pretty good. And I like doing that too. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. Mm. So, so what, what has been one of your, you know, most memorable or one of your favorites at least uh, there's probably a ton, but is there any that kind of stand out? Um, besides you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, it is funny. All of us, Gabe doesn't even have any tattoos, so he is the the oh, actual definition. He is the big exception here. Big V. Um, That's the best. Absolutely. <laughs> is there? Is there? Oh, it's man, so hard to say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Dude, so many, yeah. so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. most days I'm doing two or three every day. You know. Um, and depending on what people get, sometimes it's 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 one of those. It could be one of those emotional things where they're doing it in remembrance totally. of someone. Well, I was just, just going to say, um, I don't know about Manny, but I know the three of us right here. Yeah, we all have something that's for somebody yeah. on us, and uh, that's probably one of the most the best. Uh, popular tattoos that yeah. there is. Some mm-hmm. sort of remembrance uh, mm-hmm. piece for someone. Um, you know, I unfortunately have had, you know, loss, a loss of a parent and stuff like that, which was very difficult. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm not glad that I have that experience, but in a way I'm glad because I can at least sympathize, you know, with the client. Mm. Uh, a lot of times you're getting someone in and it's like, like fresh. Yeah. And it's something that's just happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had poor parents in that have lost a child, you know, wow. um, you know, I've had, uh, People have lost, you know, friends, their parents, you know, what have you, all different ages. And, you know, a lot of times the tattoos almost more than just a visual to look, you know, and yeah. see that to remember because you don't really need that to remember that person. But uh, it almost helps sometimes with the healing a little Absolutely. bit. And it could be something that you didn't do for 10 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. But just doing it and us laughing about like, you know, my mom's up there telling him, don't worry, my son's not going to mess, you know, right. your tattoo, your, right. your son's <laughs> yeah, tattoo yeah, up yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's very rewarding for me yeah. to um, give someone something that I know. And this is just in general with the tattoo, yeah. but the remembrance pieces, you know, especially that when they leave, I know I've given that person something that, you know, they're going to have forever uh, and really be, you know, happy with and 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 make them feel good about the person that they got it for uh and everything so that's 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 nice that we're able to do that you know yeah so um changing gears one last time do um, it. let's do it I'm, <laughs> I'm warmed up now so i let's like go. it all right so so the name out of sight studios did you you know design your own logo how did that all come about the name the name the name uh i am very indecisive when it comes to that sort of thing yeah uh, I always have been. I'll think of like 300 things. Right. And I just will never be able to pick, you know, one. And then uh, I was going through a couple names. And then I had my OCD had me like on a computer searching like, was there any business in the entire world named right. whatever, whatever, whatever. Right, right, right. And, you know, one was maybe like a recording studio in like, you know, Idaho somewhere. Right, All right, right. Scratch that off the list. Right. The next one was like, you know, whatever, uh, a massage parlor in like Budapest. Scratch that off the list. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So I finally, I don't know why, I must have been watching Good Times or something, but Out of Sight <laughs> came to mind. And <laughs> I, I thought it was cool. 
<laughs> um, and I said, out of sight, out of sight studios. Boom. Like, I didn't want to have tattoo in the name, to tell you the truth. Mm. Yeah. Um, plus, because I do other types of artwork sure. still. Uh, I wanted it just kind of like more of a generic art, art studio type of name. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of out of sight. All right. Oh, Rocket, maybe. And, you know, whatever, whatever. And then the yeah. logo kind of started coming about. And, um, yeah, things just kind of came together. And I just told myself, all right, that's it. You're going to get the the trademark and the yeah. LLC, all that jazz. That's the name. Don't just don't think about anything else. That's a name. Right. right that's right. a name. That's mm. a name. That's it. Out of sight. So that's I like name. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Um, all right. So, so combining both things, what's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? And then you could kind of piggyback that on with how do you manage work life balance? The favorite part of being an entrepreneur, uh, I guess we touched on it earlier is, um, the flexibility yeah. with your schedule, uh, more so even now, you know, having a family, uh, for sure, it, yeah. it's it's good. Uh, there are plenty of times that I work late. It's just the nature of this particular business. Absolutely. And I do miss dinner with my family and stuff. Absolutely. And it's not fantastic, you know. Sure. My, my wife works all day herself, and then she has our three children who are all under the age of, you know, 10 yeah. uh, and everything. Um, so that's a little tough at times, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, it kind of is what it is. And I always yeah. remind her, you're the one who bought me the tattoo <laughs> machine, right? So, um, That's awesome. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so um, I think just certain people's personalities, too, like I, I probably even had mentioned earlier, like dictate that that you just want to be in control of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I probably just mentioned not too long ago about OCD, and I will – you know, confirm on air that I have a slight tad bit of that, which right. probably lends itself to my artistic, you know, yeah. uh, ability and stuff as well. But I'm, I'm a, you know, a, a little rigid with certain things or just kind of, you know, yeah. a little kooky with stuff. Yeah. But, um, I think being your own boss is, is a product of even of that. Like, you yeah. know, I really don't know what I would do if I sat in a cubicle, yeah. you know, all day. Uh, not to mention that, uh, if I shave my own face, I, I cut myself and I'd have probably like little bits of like Kleenex and, and stuff all over <laughs> my face every day if I had to be clean shaven. Right, right, So, right. uh, no corporate jobs for, for moi. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I like to get dirty, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how do you leverage social media? So you post a lot, which is really nice because kind of, uh, you alluded to earlier with, um, the hiring process, you get to see someone's uh, portfolio, so to speak. Um, that also gives people an opportunity, potential customers or clients, to view your portfolio in a sense. I mean, it's obviously it's not everything you've ever done under the sun, but it's almost like a way in. Um, I, I think it's cool, especially with, fat, uh, with social media. It, it makes it, and th those are the benefits that come with it. Yes. Uh Social media is absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, and being uh, the age that I am, growing up in the in the seventies and eighties, and even into the early nineties when I started working, things have come so far. I mean, years ago you would have to literally like advertise, pay to advertise somewhere, right. billboard, whatever. Uh, when I first started painting, I was in a phone book. And I guess it was kind of starting to transition to the internet. Yeah. And I really didn't get many calls out of phone book. It was always been like word of mouth and referrals and stuff Absolutely. like that, which still is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but social media is crazy. I mean, it's basically free advertising. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, you know, for good or bad, people can put on 
whatever kind of show that they want to represent themselves, which might not always be who they really are type right. of thing. You know right. what I mean? So that's a little like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, you really get in a full picture or you're just going by what you see. Sure. And you could be fooled a little bit by that. And I know a lot of the younger people now are really like, I mean, they've grown up with it. So they live their life through yeah. the social media. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that I'm a little bit older and I've seen both sides of it, mm-hmm. but purely from like a business standpoint, um, yeah, it's amazing. You can at any time of day, as many times a day, you can put whatever you want to put on there. Yeah. I mean, you can advertise the heck out of your business. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it goes out to just about everyone. I mean, I have people from other countries that follow the page and stuff like that, which is crazy. I mean, people I'll never meet. I have no idea who they are or whatever, but yeah. you know, for some reason they stumbled onto it, whether yeah. it was through a hashtag or whatever, which I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, still getting used to the hashtag thing, trying to get a little creative yeah, with absolutely. those and everything. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for anyone that uh, needs to reach you or wants to reach out to you, what are your social media handles, or do you have a website, or what's the address or phone number of your shop? Uh, basically, it's just the name of the shop on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, which is Out of Sight Studios. Uh, spell it properly though: O U T T A site s-i-g-h-t and studios uh s-t-u-d-i-o-s obviously um so out of site studios and uh it's the same on both and that's pretty much the extent of you know what we have no separate web page or anything like that absolutely uh not for the tattoo shop i used to have one for the murals and whatnot and, okay. and everything but that is defunct now so everything goes through the uh you know instagram and facebook stuff so it, and that's the uh, best way to reach me too uh, okay. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah uh, obviously you can message the page on both of those and that's how we kind of, you know, break the ice and get the ball rolling. Someone could kind of send me a picture or at least give me a few of their ideas and whatnot and uh, we can uh, get the ball rolling that way. But we do require the person ultimately, you know, to come in, uh, especially if you're a first timer. Uh, it's good to always meet in person and really yeah. talk about the idea. I'd rather much talk to someone in person than you know just read something and everything especially when it comes to something creative it's always good to physically you know uh, see the person and talk to them and Absolutely. i can sketch while we're talking even and this and that and we do require a 50 dollars deposit by the way there you to go book the appointment so love it all right cool our last um question of the day oh he saved the best for last too. the heavy hitter yeah now i'm really starting to sweat <laughs> what is your motivation so so um I mean, and it, and it could be something as base, you know, as simple, you know, as revenge, or it could be, you know, <laughs> most of us here, obviously, it's our family, um, and the yeah, leg- without legacy, a doubt. we want to leave. Yeah. Um, well, I think there's, I have two separate ones. Cool. Um, obviously, you know, owning the business and and trying to make as good of a living as I can, yeah, would be motivated to do well for my family's sake, and obviously, you know give my my family as much as I can and support them mm-hmm. you know as well as as I possibly can we like to venture out and do different sorts of things and absolutely go to lots of nice places and you know fun stuff with the kids Heck especially yeah. while they're young now so mm-hmm. um yeah just just giving us you know uh, the the best life that that we can uh and everything but artistically I mean I would say it's just something that you know I guess self-motivated maybe I'm not really sure how I would describe that part of it but artistically like you know I'm not doing my art 
to make money per se. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Making money sense. is a, a, a byproduct of me being an artist. Absolutely. And I'm thankful every day that I get up and I get to go in and do what I enjoy doing. Uh, even though, obviously, after long days, you may be a little stiff here, a little sore there, a little yeah. hunched over there. Yeah. Posture's not that great anymore. Yeah. It's a little crooked, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, it's something that I love, 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 love to do. Uh, whatever medium I'm working in, you know, I'm having the time of my life when I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so artistically, I would say that's just something that comes from within, uh, mm -hmm. that I've always had in me from the time I was, you know, very little. And, uh, I guess one last thing I'll throw in is, is, is with that. I, I, I always remember from when I was young, just starting, uh, as probably part of my OCD, um, you know, when I was coloring in the coloring book and everything, you know, mm -hmm. the, the initial picture is just a black outline, Yeah. but it always drove me crazy that it didn't go like all the way to the edge of the page. Yeah. The picture is always kind of like in the, the center, middle yeah. and there's right. like a couple, an inch or two around it. Right. Right. So I would get the black crayon and I would finish the picture all the way off the edge and I then like I would color it in. And of course, I was very like crazy about staying in the lines. And right, beautiful, right, right. You know, push hard, it's dark. Right, right, light, right. it's lighter. And mix the That's two colors awesome. on top of each other. But yeah, I'm talking like really, really little, you know. And I think that was the beginning of me kind of starting to draw, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. That's awesome. And the rest is history. I like it. You know what Good I mean? stuff. So uh, I would just say, uh, parents, if you have any children um, who are into art or show any sign that they are enjoying art. Uh, let them go, support them, buy them, whatever it is, age appropriate. If it's just crayons, you know, Absolutely. colored pencils, markers. Uh, if you get an occasional marker up the steps like we have at our house or, you know, a little graffiti piece on the wall right. by your three-year-old, <laughs> right. encourage it, let them go. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays it's at all-time high for the type of art and the different mediums that you can work in with the computer and other things like that mm -hmm. but it all starts you know on paper by hand and uh cultivate the arts let your children you know explore their creativity and uh i'm glad that i was able to do that so absolutely i love That's it awesome. yes sir um thank you all right so there you have it, folks we like to close our episodes out with quotes and the first one is by jim Rohn: successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do don't wish it were easier wish you were better and the second one by conrad hilton success seems to be connected with action successful people keep moving they make mistakes but they don't quit out of Sight Studios, in this episode, we have special guest Tom Rudisell. We cover topics that range from being an artist, entrepreneurship, freelance and commissioned work, tattoos, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jim Rohn and Conrad Hilton. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.